Gotham Sound is your one-stop audio solution for microphones, mixers, recorders, podcasting, and wireless. Whether you're looking to rent or buy sound equipment, are working at a church, feature film, a television show, podcast, theater, or a student project, Gotham Sound is here to serve you. With a huge selection of new and used gear, it's your first stop before you buy. Gotham Sound has the pro audio you need to make your project sound true professional. Gotham has been around for 18 years perfecting pro audio. Visit us at GothamSound.com. Every day, over three and a half million children walk, bike, and ride to a Christian school. Every day. But many of our schools are in danger of closing. Our Christian schools are too important to our children, to our families, and to our nation to let that happen. Christian School Management at ChristianSchoolManagement.org is dedicated to the health of our Christian schools. Contact ChristianSchoolManagement.org to help your Christian school fill and stay filled with children impacting our nation. It's the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. This is Michael James Lauren, your host. Special guest Shannon Green joins us. You know her from Fox News. She has a special book, Finding the Bright Side, The Art of Chasing What Matters. She joins us. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics. Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand. From headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.com. BearDynamic.com and by Vocal Booth to Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit VocalBoothToGo.com for more information. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission to make you sound your best. Thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics along with free expert advice, total sound control products from Oralex. Enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators. Fox News, it sounds like everyone would want to just say that. You know, I'm on Fox News. But, you know, you have a, an amazing story you share with warts and all as far as it's not as easy as it looks, uh, as composed as you are every night. On Fox News, it took a while to get there, and it's an exciting story. Uh, and so uh, we're glad that you shared it. What made you share it at this time of life? You know, I'd been approached before about doing a book or talking about these kinds of things. And I've always talked openly about my faith and kind of my journey. And I had written, you know, stories online, little things on Facebook and other things that I really would get a huge response from people who would say, oh my goodness, I've been through that, or this is what happened to me. And 
Um, so when I was approached about actually putting together a book, which is just sort of a collection of stories and, and talking about my faith, I thought, all right, let's do it. And I told the publisher, I said, as long as it can be a faith-based thing and I can share, that's the essential ingredient for me. Um, they said, let's do it. Yeah, I'm reading the back of the book, and this is, I think, one of the best uh, testimonies here of Tucker Carlson. He says, it's hard to imagine a person who's simultaneously wholesome and sophisticated, yet somehow Shannon Bream is both. Her life makes for a great story, not to mention a lesson for the rest of us. And it's not that you had it easy, he says. You just kind of glide over the potholes with grace and just make it look easy. And that seems to be the, the premise of your book. You, you let people know that, you know, life isn't easy, but you do handle things with grace, starting back with a Marine uh, father. He was in the Marines and, uh, and, and your mama, maybe being even a little overbearing <laughs> and, and self-protective, and you're just dying to find independence. And so uh, you kind of mentioned you never felt like a child, but you always kind of felt like a grown-up. Were you always independent? Uh, You know what? I always wanted to push back and kind of find my own way. And I did have super strict parents. Um, And now, of course, I'm thankful for that. But at the time, you know, I talk about in in the book about my mom being the meanest mom in the world. And I say that's not a negative term to her. I mean, she bought herself a plaque that said meanest mom in the world and she meant it and she hung it up in the kitchen uh, and she recently dug it out again, which made us all laugh. Um, But my parents expected a lot from me and they wanted me to stay out of trouble, to get my education, um, but most importantly, um, to be, you know, to find my own personal relationship with Christ, be committed to that and kind of let every other decision I make in my life flow from that. So, um, listen, I was so uncool. I wasn't allowed to do the things my friends were. I was a year younger than everybody in my class. So that put me even further back from being able to go on a date or do anything else. So listen, my parents, um, I was already nerdy by nature, but my parents really <laughs> kind of ramped that up for me, <laughs> that it was never the cool kid. Um, but in retrospect, I am really thankful. And I was always kind of itching to get out and do my own thing. And um, they gave me good guidelines for doing that without blowing up my life. Yeah, well, it helped because uh, life isn't easy, but you know, you were a high achiever, right? From the very beginning, uh, well in school. And then before you know it, which is kind of it, Miss America and being Miss Florida, as well, actually, I think prepared you for for Fox News for the competitive world of uh, of network television because you met some temperamental people along the way at uh, Miss America. <laughs> I did, and the, you know the thing is, every one of these young women who shows up there has been through a lot of competition, and they come and they all have wonderful resumes. They're all interesting working on their education, uh, talented, you know, doing so many different things. So I was really intimidated when I showed up there because I was 19. It was the first time I'd entered a local pageant and um, that year that I ended up at Miss America. So I felt very um, sort of out of my depth. I mean, with these women who seemed so polished and maybe had competed four or five years and they really knew what they were doing. Um, and I found a lot of camaraderie there, but there were some girls who said, listen, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to win. That's and right. I get that. <laughs> uh, it kind of it, it surprised me as a, as a wee 19 year old in this sea of the 20 somethings who seemed so glamorous and polished to me. But I have made some lifelong friends that I'm still in touch with from that. Um, but there were some girls who were very focused. I think that's the best way to put it. Focused. Are people intimidated by you? The combination of brains and beauty. It goes oh, oh I don't. I don't know about that. I think what helps is that I really am so open about, you know, I'll post pictures with no makeup on and, you know, stories about my dog misbehaving and having to run through the woods after her and ripping up my pantyhose. And, you know, I just figure 
people don't need to see perfection. I think they just need to see honesty and they need to see the truth. And I say sometimes, you know, a lot of times, even today, I posted a verse about um, what a waste of time it is for worry. We can't add one hour to our life. So why would we worry about the rest? You know, Christ talks about in Matthew, I think it is. And when I post a verse, I want it to be encouraging, but I'll say to people, I'm preaching to myself, you know, because I get off track and I get my priorities out of whack and I do things that I have to apologize for. So I think just being honest with people and about the struggles you've had is, is one way to encourage them. Like, okay, nobody's perfect. We all need forgiveness and we all need to start fresh each day. And um, I just want to let people know that, uh, yeah, when we go on TV, we've had makeup artists and hair people make us look perfect. We have great lighting um, and it looks uh, like we've got it all together. Um, it's good. <laughs> but we don't. <laughs> well, I mean, I want to give you a chance to talk about your faith because uh, people ask you about, you know, the, the pageants. And of course, I mean, people should know you've been playing piano beautifully, I believe, since age five. Uh, is, is that correct? You're... Yeah, I grew up in a really musical family. My mom and my dad both. Um, and so it was always part of my life and I was just kind of itching to, to get to it. I have a, a little baby picture of me with a little baby size keyboard, but I started playing in earnest when I was about five and, um, I had been bad at a lot of things I'd tried from baton to gymnastics, everything else. But when I sat down at the piano, it was like, okay, this is my thing. And it's always been a source of comfort and fun. Let's talk about your faith, because I know that you met your husband, Sheldon. It was Liberty University, and I know you're proud to have gone there. And uh, tell us a little bit about, I mean, because when did it develop? Were you always uh, involved with church, or was there something that happened where all of a sudden you became a Christian? Yeah, you know what? I grew up in um, a home where I'm honest about my parents um, divorced when I was young and um, weren't really believers or baby believers even then. Um, my mom had actually become a Christian in college, but was sort of not really deep in her faith at that point. And so they both grew exponentially in the years after um, they split up, unfortunately. But um, I was raised in a Christian home, you know, both ways, whether it was with my mom or visiting my dad. And we all kind of grew up in our faith together. And I went to a Christian school where my mom was a teacher. So I was surrounded kind of in this cocoon of faith and learning the Bible in a very in-depth way, even as a kid. But it wasn't until I was like middle school age where I thought, okay, I get this. And I've been learning it and hearing about it, reading it, but I have to make this a personal relationship with Christ. Um, this isn't something you just can kind of coast on your parents or anywhere else. And so it became very personal to me at that point. And I'm, I'm very grateful that, um, you know, I grew up in a house where we memorized verses and um, I find those things come back to me at moments when I really need them. And just to know that it's kind of tucked down in my heart. Um, but it really was probably about, you know, the early teen years where I got serious about it being a personal relationship and something I had to, a decision I had to make for myself. It seems like you have quite a family in Fox News and, and also like-minded people uh, who are Christians as well. And uh, it, you seem right at home. I mean, it looks like the, like you're just happy to be there every day <laughs> and every I night. Am, I, I really am. I mean, and we are very much a family. We're a unique place. We're a little bit, you know, smaller than a lot of the major network and media companies. And we've grown so quickly because, um, you know, we kicked off, uh, it's just been over 20 years ago. And it's amazing how quickly um, Fox grew into what it is. And it's, I think we just have kind of this scrappy, we're in this together kind of family fighters mentality that we take a lot of incoming criticism, but we know what that's about and we're used to it and we support each other and um, back each other up. And, you know, I would hope like many workplaces when we have someone who gets a terrible diagnosis or suddenly loses a spouse or family member, we really rally around each other. And there are a lot of people of faith 
um, at Fox. And so that's a very comforting thing. And I've seen that in my own life um, when my father died suddenly, it was like, um, you know, the 200 or so people that I work with in DC were family members. I mean, the way that they showed up and the way that they helped me in those moments and those days and weeks um, was really beautiful. So I, I feel very blessed to work at a place where we really do kind of have each other's backs all the time. Well, you showed the way to make it in the business and through respect and hard work and uh, and paying attention to the little details going out of the way. We want to talk all about that. Our special guest is Shannon Bream, Fox News at Night. You know her. Her book is called Finding the Bright Side, The Art of Chasing What Matters. More with her right after this. God has designed you for a unique purpose. Get equipped for God's call with a degree from Clark Summit University. Choose from undergraduate and master's degrees, available completely online in programs like business, counseling, Bible, and education. For some programs, it's possible to earn your degree in as little as two years, or you can complete the degree you previously started. See if you qualify for a tuition discount. Answer God's call on your life and become a Christ-centered, career-ready graduate. Go to clarksummitu.edu slash podcast. That's clarksummitu.edu slash podcast. Christians in Action Missions International is actively accepting applications from those desiring to win the lost at any cost. We've been sending long-term missionaries throughout the world for 62 years. We emphasize intentional personal evangelism, equipping disciples, and planting churches among the nations. We empower national leadership to demonstrate and declare the love of God to the unreached. Journey with us as we take the gospel to the world. Log on at cinami.org. Org. That's C-I-N-A-M-I dot O-R-G or call 559-370-4103. Hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz with Redemption Press here. Are you a coach, pastor, blogger, small group leader, thought leader, ministry, or industry professional with a message that could benefit others? If so, we'd love to help you produce a professional book that can open new doors and be an impact to other people's lives. We'd love to hear about your idea and see how we can help with our personalized writing coaches and professional editorial team. Visit redemption-press.com. All right, we're back with Shannon Bream. Finding the Bright Side is the name of the book, The Art of Chasing What Matters. They have to read the book, but what matters to you? You know what? I think having the right priorities. Um, I heard a great message a couple weeks ago that really followed off a lot of what I've been studying in my own personal devotions and reading about. You got to have an internal focus. This world, especially right now with politics and coronavirus and the markets, I mean, it's it's reminds me, it's been a reminder for me, this world is not my home. I mean, we have to think about the way that we live, the way that we treat people, the way that we reach out and minister to them um, with an eternal focus. I mean, and knowing that there's a much bigger picture going on here. And I think, um, you know, being able to be a bit of a calm in the storm or an encouragement to people who, um, we all have people in our lives that uh, are not people of faith, but they may say, hey, listen, this horrible thing is happening. I know you pray and you know that all that religion stuff, will you pray with me or pray for me? Um, and so I think being able to be that lifeline and be that, um, you know, sort of light for people, even if they don't get what it is, just to be there to serve them and encourage them. Um, and it's, you know, for me, that's important, too, to keep my eyes on the prize and not a lot of other things that will distract and get in the way, which living in the world, that's just the way it's going to be. Shannon, what is your mindset as far as for news to begin with? Because you're going to be a lawyer. You graduated with honors. And uh but you explain in your book that, I mean, you just knew this was for you. Uh, it's different every day. Uh, there's an excitement about that and the never dull moment. But uh, 
how do you think your life prepared you for this? You know, I guess there are so many twists and turns, I'm sure, in your life and everyone listening to this, things that you can't plan, some good, some bad, um, but they are all part of the plan. And, you know, when I went to law school, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I did practice for a few years and was not thrilled and loving that. I felt like that was not the passion God had given me. And I tried to be responsible and say, yeah, as a young associate, this is going to be hard work. You need to stay at it. And so I did for a few years, but I've always been a current events and news junkie. And I really didn't know that I could make a career out of that or if that would be the right choice for me. And my dad, bless him, he really thought that TV (laughs) was not a real job. Um, He wanted me to be a lawyer or a doctor, and that was about it. (laughs) So he was the toughest one to tell when I finally decided, and it was a very crazy, circuitous route, which you know, having read the book, um, that I was going to leave law and go into journalism and go into news. And Um, Even in the beginning, that first job was very unglamorous. It was overnight. It was the bottom of the, you know, rung. And there was no glamour glory in it at all. But I loved it. It was a huge pay cut. And I just immediately felt like I was at home. And I, you know, I always say for whatever season that I'm in, this season, God has me doing this. And I really love it and feel like it's where I've been called to be. And I, I feel blessed and privileged to do this job every day. And in media, nothing comes easy. And you had your eye on the prize because there were moments where it seemed like you could have been encouraged to quit. I mean, a boss saying you'll never make it in this business. You know, you, yep. you, you better go back to law and things like that. But I mean, to have a strong constitution, is this just something I know you always wanted to, to do news, but did you always have your eye on the prize, you know, national Fox News? You know what? I've always kind of overdone everything I've done. (laughs) I don't know if that's a positive (laughs) or a negative, but I'm always thinking, um, what's the next step? Where can I go with this? Um, Wanting to be the best, wanting to get better at what I do, and there's always room to learn. So I'm definitely a very driven, I think my mom would say I came out of the womb that way, wanting to you know, get straight A's and do everything the best that you can. And it was funny to me to realize not everybody cares about that or they care about different things. They care about relationships and um, they see the world differently and they have other priorities and focus. And I thought, oh, I might need to calm down on some of this and actually think about that and think about how I treat other people and that there's more to life than just work. So there's always a lot to learn. But I, you know, that first job that I got in TV wasn't glamorous, but even that, I did have my boss left, the new boss who came in. I had just started reporting on TV and he called me in and said, you're terrible. I don't know why Mm. anybody thought you should be on TV, but you're never going to be on TV at this station again. And he did say to me, you'll never make it in this business. You're the worst person I've ever seen on television. (laughs) Those were his words. So you do take that moment in life, I think. And trust me, I cried. I was embarrassed and it took a long time to kind of get my next step in the business. Um, But it's either can be fuel for you and really um, thinking through, um, you know, asking people's good counsel, praying. You know, I joke about it now, but at the point it was months and months until I got my next job. And I remember praying to the Lord like, all right, I've been knocked down before. I know how this works or something I got to learn and then we can move on. So if you could just drop that on me, whatever I'm supposed to get from this um, and then we can move on. But that's not how it works. I mean, for me, unfortunately, I learned through the worst things in my life. And um, I think sometimes... The Lord just has a different plan. He's got a different map. And we learn through not getting a yes answer right away or ever. And that's what I love about this book. It's like Mary Mary Tyler Moore (laughs) (laughs) 2.0. And uh, and I was thinking, as I'm cheering you on. I'm reading the book because they're great stories. And it's about uh, perseverance and overcoming. I'm thinking, you can't talk to Shannon like that. 
saying that you should never make it in this business. And uh, of course, uh, Finding the Bright Side is the book, The Art of Chasing What Matters. Uh, so we know that you're extremely uh, polished, of course, where you are now. And uh, you're going to be on there hopefully for a very long time. How does your husband fit into all this? Because being married quite young, uh, what is he like? How does he compliment you? Oh my goodness. He, nothing I've done would be possible without him. And certainly not the crazy life that we live now. He is the secret to everything, the MVP. Um, we did meet at Liberty, not until our last semester did we go on a date. So I thought this guy's really handsome, but I'm never going to see him again. I already knew I was going off to law school. Um, but it, pretty quickly it became apparent to both of us like, no, this might actually be it. And he is the rock. I mean, the backbone, the where I'm emotional and the big dreamer and always coming up with crazy things. And, you know, he's the solid, steady one who's mm. like, don't worry. It, when things seem terrible, we're going to get through this. It's going to be great. The Lord has a plan. I'm here with you. It's going to be good. When you're over the moon and too crazy and excited about something, he's like, all right, let's think this through. Let's be responsible. So, <laughs> I mean, he's really the one I would say that keeps the trains running because my schedule is nuts. Uh, luckily with what he does, he can work from anywhere. So sometimes he'll come with me and I've got to travel to New York to work this week. And this is one of those um, occasions where he can come with me. And it's, it's great when we can spend time together. We don't have a ton of time together during the week. So we guard it pretty jealously. Um, and, you know, I, he, he really is the one who keeps everything going so that I can pick up at a moment's notice and fly around the world and do what I do. And he's your best friend. And you knew it right away. At, uh, at Liberty. Uh, yeah, they kind of scared me because I was sort of like, no, I'm not going to get emotionally involved. I'm going off to law school. Like I said, I'm never going to see this guy again. So when I did immediately see like, ooh, this guy is serious about his faith. He has a great family. He, this is like husband material. It stopped me and I, he'll, he jokes about it. Well, I joke about it. He doesn't love it. But I did break up with him for a little while because I was like, this is too fast. This seems like hmm. it's just clicking along. And I wasn't, I didn't think I was ready for it. I just thought this guy's too good to be true. So I had all of my shields and defenses sort of come up. Um, the breakup did not last long. He will tell you. <laughs> and I had to come back to him and say, you know what? I was wrong. I think I want to make this work and let's see if we can do that. So um, luckily he gave me another chance and here we are 25 years later. And I'm sure a lot of people say to him, he's lucky to be married to you, but I'm sure you feel that way as well. Having because Absolutely. That's what I saw through the, the book is to have a partner uh, in strength like that. And there are a lot of things that you went through, including you know, him having a brain tumor. I won't give the whole story away, but uh, there's some terrible things that you incurred early. Uh, and you, know, you handle it in, uh, together. And um, I mean, do you ever think about those times and, and think, oh, wow, we really overcame a lot? Yeah. And it was, it, there was so much support from our families. Number one, they dropped everything to help us when he was diagnosed with a brain tumor. We were about to get married. So we were engaged and you don't think at 24 years old, you're going to think something that you think is an ear infection or trouble with your hearing is going to turn out to be a brain tumor the size of a golf ball, but that's what he had. And I, I have to be honest. And I talk about this in the book too, that I was nervous about getting married. I believe in marriage hundred percent, but I'd seen my parents divorce and what that did. And as a Christian, I knew the commitment that I was making to get married, and I was very nervous about that as much as I love Sheldon. Um, but when we went through that whole brain tumor thing and I faced the possibility of losing him and then going through a really tough recovery, it actually solidified my commitment. Like, no, I want to get married. I don't care if I have one minute with this guy or 75 years. I, I want to do this marriage thing. So it had some silver linings to it. It definitely grew both of our faith. 
we had a faith community of strangers who stepped up and would send us a postcard or a note or a message just before social media, you know, they would say, we heard about your case. You're now on the prayer list at our church and we're praying for you. And we'd never met these people. And I thought that's really the body of Christ stepping in and doing that. Um, So uh, it was just such a blessing in a lot of weird ways, even though it was very difficult. And you're happily married still? We are. This year will be 25 years. We are looking forward to celebrating that anniversary, and and hopefully we have many, many more. Yeah, that's wonderful. Because in the book, I was worried because of going through the brain tumor and, you know, you wanting to stay married. And you asked him, what do you want to do? you want to get married, Sheldon? And he's like, ah, whatever, whatever you want to do. And (laughs) yeah, I mean, I know. And it was really hard at the time because the truth is, for people listening or if you've been through this, you know that sometimes going through really devastating medical things. And um, he had a horrible time recovering. You do fall into a depression. And I think when you're 24, you don't Mm -hmm. really get that. I mean, you don't realize that you need to get help, um, that that can be a side effect. You think, I got to pull it together. We got to keep moving. We got to just get on with our lives. Um, And in retrospect, we see, you know, we know, um, and he can talk about it now that he really was in a dark place and I didn't know how to help him. I wasn't trained or equipped for that. And he didn't know how to ask for help. So you learn a lot through those valleys. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I wasn't sure that he wanted to get married anymore. I think he sort of felt like his life was in a bad place and what was the point. And we lost his father suddenly during that time too. So it was a really rough year, but we ended it December 30th, 1995 uh, by getting married. And we felt like that was closing the, the chapter on a really difficult book and starting a new life together. And I just want our audience to know that your book, Finding the Bright Side, The Art of Chasing What Matters, of course, our special guest, Shannon Bream, is the fact that there's a lot of encouragement. I mean, it, because you don't just leave it there that these hard times that we could all relate to, it's how you overcame it, which is really uh, part of the inspiration behind the book. And it's very transparent where we could all uh, understand. And we want to spend just a little bit more time. We'll be right back after this uh, Fox News at night with Shannon Bream. And she's our special guest right after this. The world and everything in it delivers sound journalism grounded in God's Word through a daily 30-minute podcast. From essential headlines to feature stories to international news straight from the field. After only one or two listens, you'll wonder how you got through your daily routine without it. Listen anywhere you typically enjoy podcasts or by going to wng.org slash podcast. Charlotte Christian College and Theological Seminary believes that every Christian has a distinct calling and that he or she must boldly respond to that call. Charlotte Christian specializes in equipping the adult learner and all degrees are available both online and on campus. Degree fields include urban Christian ministry, biblical studies, pastoral studies, and more. So whether you are called to full-time ministry or as a co-vocational minister, Charlotte Christian can help you. Visit us at charlottechristian.edu or call 704-334-6882. Sennheiser has been continuously setting trends in the audio industry. Wherever people care passionately about recording, transmitting, or playing sound, Sennheiser will be there. Artists, disc jockeys, scientists, sound technicians, or demanding music lovers, the Sennheiser name always stands for premium products, headphones, microphones, and all-around audio solutions, the ultimate in sound quality. Sennheiser. All right, we're back with Shannon Bream. You know 
know her from Fox News, of course. Fox News at Night, Finding the Bright Side is the name of her book, The Art of Chasing What Matters. Not many people would quit being a, a top lawyer and going into the bottom starting out in television. And I love how it all just kind of, you know, it took course. And because it could have ended... Uh, a lot of people may have been given up, but you did not. You kept persevering. And uh, your husband, now, from what I understand, Sheldon, he had a speaker's. Brett yes, Hume he, was the speaker. And a chance meeting, you met him. That kind of changed your life. Yeah, it really did. Because even once I picked myself up from getting fired from that first broadcasting job and telling, being told I'd never make it in the business, um, I worked in fantastic stations uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, and here in Washington, D.C. for local affiliates, too. But at that time, Fox was exploding, and I was trying to get my foot in the door, just an interview, get somebody to look at my work, you know, a tape, a DVD, now you just send a link, um, and I just couldn't make it happen. And so um, it was always somewhere I thought I would be a perfect fit, and, and, you know, when Fox came on the scene, it was the first time I feel like a lot of, like, my parents, my family members thought, hey, somebody's listening to us, there are other viewpoints out there, and they're not belittling us, they're at least giving us a full hearing on what we believe and, and our patriotism and how we feel about the country and they're not mocking us. So I felt like this is a really interesting place and I felt like, you know, it could be a, a good fit. So my husband um, who manages professional speakers at that time, he has his own company now, but he was working for a great company before and they had booked Britt Hume who was still anchoring our 6 p.m. show special report at that time for a speech. And I worked really late the night before and my husband said, you got to get up early and come to this breakfast speech that Brett Hume's giving. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. I'm exhausted. This is not going to be a good first impression. He's like, you better get out of bed. We are going <laughs> to this thing. Let's go. <laughs> You're going. So I got all made up and, and we go over there and the program was running behind. So Britt was there in the green room where they wait for the speakers to come out. So we had a little bit of a captive audience with him and we're making small talk. And my husband says, well, Britt, I don't know if you know my husband or my wife is a local reporter and news anchor here. And Britt said, oh, that's nice. What do you want to do long term? And I had that moment of being terrified, but saying, I'm just blurting out, I want to come work for you at Fox. And he says, yeah, yes. I get that a lot. <laughs> and it's kind of, I felt like sort of nicely blew me off. Um, and so, I, you know, he kind of was like, ah, send your stuff over. I'll look, but God bless you kind of thing. So I left the room to take a little walk around and the guys were there and something crazy happened while I was gone. Now, when I came back through the door about 10 minutes later, Britt said, when can you start? And wow. I'm like, what in the world? I don't even need an agent. I just what use happened? my husband. I don't know what's happening. So he and Sheldon had a conversation. He asked him if I was interested in politics. And he said, oh, yeah, when she was in law school, she worked in the Florida House of Representatives. And he said, wait a minute. She went to law school. Did she graduate? Shell said, yeah, with honors. And Britt says, you know, I know you can't speak for her. Did you, do you think she'd want to cover the Supreme Court for Fox News? <laughs> and Sheldon's like, uh, well, we can wait for her to get back. But I'm pretty sure that would be a yes. Um, and it was a long path still from there for me to end up at Fox, um, uh, you know, almost a year later. But the Lord worked in a lot of divine intervention type ways that um, led me here. And uh, I couldn't be more thankful. Yeah. And these things need to happen in order. They, people do need breaks. And uh, but the fact that uh, they're all of a sudden, you know, why did I go to law school? Ding, ding, ding. There it is. Brit Hume. Exactly. <laughs> You're a lawyer, he said. He, and, and apparently, you know, his eyes like lit up. And uh, I mean, and that prepared you in so many ways, I'm sure for the line of work that you're doing right now. Could you, do you think you could even do the line of work you're doing and with the kind of uh, you know, you know, proficiency without having been a lawyer? You know what? I will say it's a huge help. We have other great attorneys or excuse me, reporters within the Supreme Court press corps who very ably cover the court and get it. For me, I feel an advantage in just speed and being able to um, 
get through the legal documents, pick up the arguments, then I feel really, really blessed. I think it would be sort of overwhelming, at least when I started covering the court, if I hadn't had the years of practice. So I feel like it gave me definitely a running start at covering the court, and it definitely helps me um, in breaking down the legal reasoning and figuring out the court system and where it goes next and what's happening. So I'm super grateful for those years uh, that provide me with background for it. Well, one thing I noticed in you know doing some uh, interview prep and going on YouTube, you could see where you were. It was, uh, I believe, in, in Charlotte. Uh, you know, in, on television, it was something when you were younger uh, and starting out in the in the news, you had the business suits on, uh, different <laughs> hairstyle per se. But the other thing is you're so natural and free in the way that you ex- express yourself and also with the guests. But it took, you know, it, from reading a teleprompter and uh, was that liberating where all of a sudden you found yourself? It seemed like you found yourself at Fox. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's one of the things when I work with our um, college associates who come in or younger workers who are aspiring to be in television, um, that's kind of the leap you have to make from reading the prompter where you have all your information, all your facts and the story and the news, but making it as conversational as possible. And I think it just takes time to be more comfortable with that because I say to them, okay, say this story that we have about this, um, you know, whatever happened think about how you would tell your family about that. If you sat down to tell your mom, like, oh my gosh, this happened today. You wouldn't be super formal and stilted in the way that you say it. Um, you would just have a conversation and you would tell her the important things and you would make sure she understands um, and you would keep it moving. Just try to have a conversation. Well, I mean, I just was amazed at how the difference is and how you are because it, it's almost like, I mean, of course, it's like you're talking in our living room. My wife says, don't stare. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you're getting some fights over that. But uh, but the fact is that it's like you're looking straight at the person. What a gift, I mean, and a change as you developed to being the pro you are today. Well, thank you so much. I mean, listen, like I say, we always can have room to improve, but that's something that I've, I've worked hard at and hopefully just the years of doing breaking news where you have no scripts and you got to just wing it um, to some of the really important stories that you know how key it is that you get it right and you, you know, um, just are accurate, but but also making sure that your that your listeners and your viewers get it. I always think about explaining a super wonky, complicated case to my mom. Um, if I'm covering something at the Supreme Court, and it's like if people don't get it, they don't understand why they should care or why it impacts their life. So for every story that we tell them, I want to make sure that that they get it and they connect with it. And I think part of that is just being able to feel like they know you and they're having a conversation with you. And always when I meet people at the airport or grocery store or wherever they walk right up and start talking to me. And I think, I love that. It doesn't bother me at all. I, I hope they feel comfortable that they um, do know me, that yeah, we're friends. What I love about your book, it gives people the courage. It could be a young lady, a man, anybody, uh, the courage to fulfill your dreams. Don't expect it to be easy, but the way that you do it, it's very inspirational. Again, the book is called Finding the Bright Side. Shannon Bream from Fox News, The Art of Chasing What Matters. And in thinking big, can I just ask, can you see yourself as like a talk show host? Would that be like, are you the next Oprah? I don't, no, no, no. I could see it. I could <laughs> I see it. I think would be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's very different than what I do now. I think it would be a lot of fun. Um, I have other things that I really want to work on. I mean, I still have the musical side of things and um, may at some point get back into writing again, but but to work on some fiction. So there's some other things that I would love to explore that I think um, would be super interesting. I don't know if I'm that good at them, but I feel like um, the Lord has given me an interest in, in those. And so um, maybe there are other avenues out there that um, I, you know, when the time is right, I'll try those too. 
you know, politics, the coronavirus, never a dull moment. You have your hands full and you <laughs> love every minute of it. And we love watching you, Shannon Bream, Finding the Bright Side. Get the book, The Art of Chasing What Matters. If you do me the favor, just just when, next time you're on, just wink twice and I'll know that you're communicating. No, that will be my secret signal. <laughs> you're a real, uh, you're a blessing, very wholesome and lovely and, uh, and talented. Thank you for being on the program. Thank you so much for having me. Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics. Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand. From headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.bayerdynamic.com. And by Vocal Booth To Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit VocalBoothToGo.com for more information. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission, to make you sound your best. Thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics, along with free expert advice. Total sound control products from Oralex enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators.